Welcome to the Informed Creative Podcast. I'm Stephanie O'Sullivan. I'm an interior architect and my approach to design is focused around people and creating environments to enhance and inspire their lifestyle. And on my podcast, I talk with a diverse group of creative, interesting people from all walks of life doing amazing things. So from artists, interior designers, graphic designers, illustrators, Uh, furniture designers, brand developers, journalists, stylists, to creative process facilitators, and many more. I also chat with home and business owners who have taken on little and large building refurbishments, again from all sorts of backgrounds in the hope that it inspires others to take those risks and that they are not so scary, are massively expensive to do, Everyone I chat with on my podcast has inspired me in some way, and I believe they will inspire you too. So this is episode number one, and on today's podcast, I am in conversation with Amanda Grace. Amanda is an artist that helps women recover and develop their creativity through intentional journaling and intentional practice, which she offers by way of her workshops and her letter pods. We talk about her lifelong search to just being yourself, being a nurturer, and how her background in the service industry as a waitress, beauty therapist, makeup artist, and then psychotherapist has led her to her unique job as such, which is facilitating others through the creative process. We also talk about how it's terrifying to stand out, how we are only scratching the surface on opening up as a nation, and how we prefer to hang back. Amanda is on a journey of self-recovery as much as the person she is helping. There is no underlying strategy. What you see is what you get and she's going on this journey with you. However, Amanda has this incredible ability to extract the juice and rationalize it back to you in a really coherent way. She is um, actually even responsible for helping me with the name The Informed Creative, which was purely on the back of a brief conversation I had with her about my background growing up, my limiting beliefs and my experience in the creative industry and I'll get more into that at some stage but right now I'll be um, concentrating on Amanda. So she describes her raw workshops as a journaling process for you to come and tell the truth on the page through art which helps you access a wisdom inside you that we often suppress. Amanda is a highly engaging and fascinating person, but also really funny, and it's impossible to have a conversation with her without laughing. I, I honestly had to edit out so much of my uh, witch's cackle laugh, as my husband so kindly calls it. Um, there is a very real and honest discussion here. Amanda normalizes the human condition, and when we start to listen to ourselves and find people that empower us to speak the truth, we find our voice and path and feel more confident and comfortable speaking it. Um, Amanda's art studio on Sligo is called Pilgrim Soul. Her raw workshops and letter pods that we discuss are available to purchase on her website, amandagraceart.com. And I'll also add all those details onto my website, theinformedcreative.com. And they'll be in the show notes um, for this podcast too. So you can search for this podcast through iTunes or SoundCloud or Acast. So, but all the notes will be there in the links to uh, her offerings. So 
here is her podcast. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. You're very welcome and thanks for asking. <laughs> so I've given a little bit of an intro to you, but I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of background because you've got a really interesting background and it's very much part of your journey. And we'll be touching on your offerings such as your workshops and your letter pods, but could you just kind of tell me a little bit about yourself? I certainly will. So uh, my name is Amanda Grace. I am an artist and uh, I also would consider myself an advocate for and a facilitator of creative self-recovery, expression and care. And um, I like to think of those as three different legs of my same um, purpose. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely working in the field of recovery um, self-expression because, you know, what do you do with a self that you recover? You have to learn how to express that self. Right. And then also you have to learn how to care for that self. Okay. And when I say creative self-recovery, it, that can either mean a recovery. Well, it, it means kind of two things. It's, it's like mm-hmm. a recovery of my creative self, yeah. or it means, you know, just being creative yeah. in the process of recovery from something, you know. Okay. And when did this all start? Ooh, it's going on a while. I, I suppose you could say I'm, I've been... My whole life has been, you know, leading up to this point as I stand here with my Oscar. Um, no, um, but it's, my mother says, um, she says to me, you're like a jigsaw, Amanda, it's coming together. Oh, <laughs> But um, yeah, my, I suppose if you were to just like break down what mm-hmm. my, what my um, background is, yeah. it always revolved around um, hosting other people for a start so I would have worked as a hostess and in the um you know the the ten attendance to mm-hmm. like customer care kind yeah. of industry in hotels and restaurants okay. I also my very first job was as a beauty therapist and um makeup artist so that was the creative okay. so I was you know I was I was trying to sneak the art uh, you know becoming a makeup artist you know that kind yeah. of way like I was yeah. always um, and at one stage, I um, tried my hand at singer-songwriting, and yeah. I was out there doing the whole rock star thing. Um, and then I went on to become a psychotherapist. Um, so I kind of see everything that I'm doing now as that, you know, I can see how my facilitation of other people through a creative process is the perfect job for me. I think creatives do that, though. Yeah. I think they want to help others through everything they do. That, yeah. all makes, that all makes sense that you worked in the service industry at the start. I bet that was kind of the start of how, how you felt that you, you're interested in people. Yeah, I care. And, and also I'm, um, you know, uh, there's a bit of a performer in me too. You know, like I, I know how to make people comfortable. Okay. You know, so there's a nurture, a nurture. It's kind of how I express the nurturer in me too. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you kind of go out of your way to make someone feel comfortable, even though it mightn't be comfortable for you or do you have you learned just to be yourself uh no funny you should say that um my whole life has been um just this epic journey in learning how to just be myself you know um that's not something that came easy to me because i i would say that i'm a recovering codependent um and others people other people's comfort is 
um, almost pathologically important to me, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it has been up to a point like and so like when I talk about recovery, like yeah. I'm facilitating recovery for me first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, other people, I would very often have shortchanged myself. Yeah. To make other people comfortable. Um, but I've totally forgotten the question you asked. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, I find myself times if, if I'm in a situation where I think someone else is uncomfortable, I will go out of my way to try and make them feel comfortable. And I don't really want to do it. Mm. That's not really me. So where, so Pilgrim Soul, I mean, where does that all fit into this journey? Is well, Pilgrim Soul is, um, I, would, I would consider it an archetype, you know. So okay. um, it, it is also the name of my studio here in Sligo. Mm-hmm. I, um, I came to Sligo to trade in the markets and I just completely fell in love with Sligo. And um, I, I went to, uh, well, you can't be in Sligo without being confronted mm-hmm. with uh, WBA and his poetry oh, all over the place. Okay. So I was getting this education um, that was, you know, kind of bringing me back to Yeats because obviously I, we all would have studied him somewhat in school mm. and I never would have, I didn't get it. Like I never yeah. connected with it. Yeah. But it wasn't until I was here in Saigon, I started to connect with his poetry. And then I came across one of his poems and it's called When You Are Old. And it's all about, you know, when you're old, you take this book down off the shelf and you think about, and it's, it's a real reminiscent, um, you know. To, yeah. But anyway, there was, there was a line at the end of it. It said, mm. um, how many men loved your glad grace with love, either false mm. or true. Mm. But one man loved the pilgrim soul in you and all the sorrows of your f- changing face. And I just thought, oh my God, that's me. Yeah. Everything about that whole passage, that whole yeah. like, you know, how many people loved you, whether it was true or not. Yeah. And the whole like one person seeing the authenticity and, you know, mm-hmm. one the, the pilgrim soul is it to me that's the person who who is like just trying to be herself and then the last bit all the sorrows of your changing face mm-hmm. like it's just all the people i have tried to be other than me yeah yeah you know yeah so and that's so, a very long-winded answer no, but yeah no, it, it came from a wb yates poem yeah i saw that on your website actually and um so so when someone asks you what do you do mm. you, yeah does it depend who you're talking to? Because I know you're, you wear many hats, but I know that they all link together. You know, that's why Pilgrim Soul it would be so much easier if I could get away when they say, "What are you?" I'd love to say, say I'm, a "I'm an artist." artist. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I don't say I'm an artist either. Well, sometimes I do, because okay. sometimes it's just easier for okay. someone else to understand. Yeah. But what I tend to say mostly when someone asks me what yeah. I do, I say I help women recover and develop their creativity through visual journaling and intentional practice okay perfect i still yeah so some people then might just give me that blank look and i'll say i'm an artist (laughs) and then they go oh Oh, okay and i'm like now we have contact and uh, sometimes though i play and if they say oh what kind of artist expecting me to say watercolors or something that i'll say so i'm an escape artist i love it Mm. That's true. So uh, Pilgrim Soul is connected to the artist in you. And then, uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, and then RAW is your workshops that you do around the country where you are facilitating right. this kind of creative um, opening 
journaling? Um, raw is, um, it is a process. So I'm mm-hmm. inviting people, it's, it's a, it's a, it is a process and the, the medium we're using is visual journaling. So yeah. art journaling, creative journaling, whatever you want to call it, but it's journaling. And my own process with journaling is, um, I find that it is most effective as uh, I just I, I call it a um, no sorry I call it a, vi- a vehicle for all you know and an oracle for all you have yet to know. Okay. And it is most effective when you show up truthfully. So right. that that's what I'm really helping people do. I'm helping you tell the truth on the page because when you do that, you access a wisdom inside yourself that we often suppress, mm. you know, because we're so busy trying to um, perform. Like yeah. life is. It's, it's really is a kind of just a lot of performing that we do in life. And there aren't many places that you can go in and take the emotional bra off. Um, and that's what I do. I, you know, I just that's really gather women who I, I, to take their emotional bra off. It's a brilliant uh, description. Yeah, I, I'm planning uh, UK and USA um, wow also at the end of this tour um and that is you know um i mean i I always yeah i kind of figured that would happen because i do have a a, you know i have an american uh, audience um Mm -hmm. and i just i I kind of felt that that it was going to go that i was going to go global no but no uh, that i was going to go over there because it was just the way i was connecting but um yeah i have 12 dates here in ireland this year last year um I think I did 10 workshops last year and I had a total of um, 70 people uh, go through this process wow. last year. And it was really fascinating too. It, it was so, yeah, yeah. And it was such, it was such an important year for me too, because mm. I last year was, a, um, I got to, I got to really um, acquaint myself with my mm. own strengths. Yeah. You know. Um, and was last year your first year doing the workshops? Yeah. Okay, that's really amazing that you've you've grown so fast. I just oh, love I that you're looking globally as well. I know you have family in USA, and I know you've contacts right, in the UK. Yeah. But a lot of people yeah, are scared to approach that global idea, and I think it's really, really important. Yeah. Everybody should be thinking globally about their business. Yeah, it's. I, I suppose I have been, you know, I have been, um, I've been engaging that way. You know, that kind of way. I just from. From the beginning, I, however it happened, it mm-hmm. just like I was connecting that mm-hmm. way from the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, makes sense. And was that a lot of it through the groups that you had built on Facebook? Um, yes, I was definitely, it was a, actually it began as an in-person community. I went to a, a, an artist retreat down in Bantry mm-hmm. in Cork four years ago and there was 45 women at that retreat three of whom were Irish and that really is how the community yeah it was like there was artists from uh, mostly from USA there was a lot from the UK uh, and some around Europe and um, South Africa and we're still we're still in touch you know yeah that's really interesting have you found it that the Irish are a little bit slower to understand that journey that process yeah it's um what and, and again doing my workshop last year I, I realized you know because I was listening because I'm, I'm trying to it has always been a frustration to me mm. how slow Irish people are to open up mm. um and you know there we have a very heavy history here we mm. have a very um you know there's a lot of trauma in our 
uh, in our uh, yeah. generational, you know, just the, yeah, we're, we're only we're only one generation removed yeah. from very deep shame and cruelty here in mm-hmm. Ireland, and and that that is a recovery that ha- that is only kind of like in its infancy mm-hmm. of happening. So when I am working with an Irish group, there's very much um, a, an awful lot more hanging back going yeah. on. And, yeah. you know, like I've always been that person who speaks up. I'm a real, I think I, you're like that yeah. as well. I'm a real there, yeah. ask questions, put the hands up. I'm your man on the bus. Like, you know, I don't know how to track our mortgages. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> um, and quite often, I would, like when I was in college, there's more times I've been in classes or courses or in college and mm. somebody will come up to me afterwards and say, I'm so glad I that was you asked that. With you because yeah. you just asked all the questions I was terrified of asking. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I wouldn't have always been that person. And I would have, I can remember that person in the room in college and school. I can always remember and always being so thankful that they were there, that they were asking those questions. I very, I suppose I eventually became that person that wasn't afraid to ask those questions. But yeah, I can remember that very distinctly. And it probably has a lot to do with our education system as well. Um, Yeah, I'd say it has. And then, you know, I... I was very, uh, like, I grew up and, you know, I was never going to get in trouble. And also, I mean, my, my family is full of performers and entertainers mm-hmm. and, you know, like, it's okay learning style, you know, that kind of way. Like, and yeah. you know what's really funny is, and it happened to me recently where I was sitting beside the quietest person in the room and I was right. at a course and she did not open her mouth yeah. Yeah. all yeah. day. And yeah. I was, um, again, I'm like... I, I nearly needed counselling after it because I was like, just, Amanda, just like let people be how they are. Like, just, just, because I was analy- I was sitting there going, I can't understand this. I can't understand. I mean, she's like a mannequin. She actually is like a mannequin sitting beside me. She hasn't reacted to anything. There's nothing being written down. She's literally just, is she alive? I'm poker. Like, I just wanted to poker. But like, and there's a part of me that is envious of that because I oh, yeah. want to be that person yeah. now. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I, I would just like to be the person in the room that, you know, just kind of came and went and wasn't, you know, like at some point <laughs> standing out, you yeah. know? Yeah. So anyway, what I was saying is that I, yeah. sometimes right. I, I get frustrated where this started was, you know, mm. with um, in general, um, Irish people are just that little bit reluctant because we're all terrified and I understand it. Like mm. it's, it's mm. terrifying to stand out. Yeah. Um, yeah. and um and, and also it, yeah yeah and talking about our feelings and things like that and and then when we get together and do the workshops it's fabulous yeah it's just a kind of a weird one so it's we're getting there though you know we're yeah absolutely keep going keep talking about it. and the more people that can talk about it and what it is and that it's there that the facility is there um i think it's hugely important and i think it's only the start i think you're only scratching the surface of this well it is and a, a, a big part of my work as well is let's say the self-care part and mm. it's empowered self-care um mm. because the way that um you know and, and now with this is my psychotherapist part of me talking mm. is that there are three facets of mental health or emotional mm. well-being and it is uh, prevention Mm-hmm. intervention and postvention so recovery and very often people don't show up until they need intervention right they might show up until they're in crisis yeah um and then 
I, I was working in that area for a mm. while and I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't very effective in it because I, I, I realized in that work that I'm actually better suited on the road to recovery. So my work is recovery work, but there's a kind of a, there's still kind of a stench of shame in Ireland around mm. that, around, uh, around even wanting to better yourself or wanting to, you know, to take better care of yourself. Like, you know, yeah. we've no problem going on the lash for the weekend. Like, but, but to go for a retreat for the weekend, like you, you need to psych yourself up for that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, listen, I mean, I've had, I've started doing this thing where I, you know, I've got some very close friends and I've made a point of making time out. And my favorite thing to do is just go to a spa for a day. And yeah. when I tell someone that I'm taking this day for myself and to get to know my friend even better, there's this like oh you're judged immediately yeah and then um the other thing that you do and i think is really fascinating is the letter pods Um, and you put so much work into those i mean i didn't appreciate just how much work went in until you did that post recently on instagram um my my crack up yeah your your breakdown yeah oh god i keep doing this to myself yeah i mean it's fine i i actually liked to see that i know that was your moment of crisis, but actually, yeah. I mean, part truth. of it, part of everything you do, Amanda, is you, you're on a self-discovery as much as the person that you're trying to help is. Oh my God, I am walking this walk. I am not over yeah. here picking self-care as a topic exactly. because it's trendy. Yeah, you're you doing know, it because I, you need it as well. And yeah. I like to see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm you know? definitely in the trenches and, and what you're getting is real. And yeah. I don't hide the bad days yeah, you and know. the hard days. I definitely yeah. don't. You know? Yeah. Um, and it, you actually kind of display the fact that it's okay to ask for help. You demonstrate that it's okay to feel vulnerable. It's okay to have these moments of, fuck's sake, you know, what's yeah. going on in my head. Um, yeah. But also you demonstrate that there's, there's a way of coming out the other side to some degree um and that if if we come on this journey with you and if we come to your raw workshop if we sign up to your letter pod that we will we're all in this together there's something really nice this and i know community is a big thing for you yes Um, absolutely and that really comes across so if you need to show your vulnerability show it um Mm -hmm. you might feel a bit sick later about the fact that you shared it on social media but you know i if it's part of what you're doing, then there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, well, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And these, can you just tell me a little bit about the letter pod? So, so um, letter pod is, is an acronym. It is letter from a pilgrim on deck. Mm-hmm. And pilgrim on deck means, you know, again, it's this person out in the trenches recovering a sense of self, you know. Yeah. Um, and the thing I'm recovering most from is a chronic sense of unworthiness and, um, and, you know, clawing my way out of that as a person. So like, I, I am writing to you from that path and I'm writing to you about about what comes up in the process. And um, so for the first, I started the the letters in November of 2016 and they began as a, a handwritten physical letter and, um, it arrived to you wrapped 
in a pod and in that mm. pod I called each pod was the seed and in it was my letter there was some small objects that represented you know it's kind of symbolic on mm. whatever it was I was exploring that month mm. it was creative prompt and there was a piece of art and also I used no envelopes so everything was wrapped mm. so there's a real sense of occasion about it up for the, mm. on the receiver end and mm. I it was lovely how people started to receive my letter pods and cherish them. They were just, yeah. so they, and that was exactly my intention with them was to give you a sense of, of ritual and connection and something that invitation to take time out and have that experience of thinking about your life and creatively as well. So not just yeah. thinking about your life and then having nothing to do with it like again yeah. it's process it's bringing yeah. you through the point of thinking about it to resolving something mm. at the end of it and yeah. um, if, if that resolving is, is yeah. you know i'll think about it more but at least you're making a decision <laughs> um, it's stirring something yeah well that's it it's bringing you through mm. And it's holding you in that kind of space the whole time and giving you something to do with your process, your, your thinking through. So that was, I did that for 14 months. My letter pods went to over 12 countries. Mm-hmm. I wrote over 500 letters in oh the space God. of 14 months. And yeah, and I got tendonitis in the process as well. Um, <laughs> something then, I don't hear much of <laughs> No, I, I was actually like... Everything I do, I make myself sore from it because I'm just like, oh my God, because I take it on. You take it on it, so much, yeah. Again, it's almost pathological. It's mm. kind of like, you know, I need you to know that I have worked really hard yeah. for your money, mm. you know? Um, You're not charging enough then. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm definitely not. Either I'm not or else I'm doing too much. It's one or the other. And it's, yeah, that is definitely part of my, my pathology. But look, that's, that's where I'm at. And I'm working through that right now, you know. But I mean, yeah, how are you to know till you did it? it, it it's exactly. not something that anybody could have told you because you have come up with this yourself. You haven't. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not something that you went, oh, I'm going to do that. I can see that. I've just Googled it. I'm going to do it. It's just something that was part of your journey that you came up with. And you, yeah. I mean, how do you put a price on that kind of? Well, that's it. It was very organic and it was, yeah. a, it was a, an experiment. It worked beautifully. It really was lovely. And what I create, what, what came from it was a community. Yeah. And a beautiful community and a really, um, a really you know a, a lot of you know a lot of care in that community yeah. between those of us who are kind of like paddling our own and hence each mm. you know our the collective boat um but i just this month stephanie went digital with the pod <laughs> um because you know i had i had a bit of burnout from yeah. doing it the old way and then i also you know a creative process evolves and eventually you you kind of get tired of it there's only so many ways you can if I can say yeah. something yeah. in a letter, you know, so uh, that's why I'm jealous of your sexy microphone because there's, um, <laughs> in my digital uh, <laughs> evolution, yeah. uh, I narrate my letter now. Yeah, I've been on your website, you know, a few times this week. Um, it's just, I just love reading your 
written word as well. It just, you have a really lovely way of words as well. So it's just nice to read it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I like to be poetic. And then unfortunately, yes, you are very poetic, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very poetic and I'm very romantic. And then, you know, see SEO people come along and they're like, there's too many words. Okay. Yeah. The bloody system comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, I think everyone's like me, you know, who like, mm. I will jump through hoops to mm. read things and mm. to find the link and blah, blah, blah whereas, you know. I, I, I'm a bit like that too. I, yeah. I, do, I don't mind doing that. Yeah, I'm an effort maker. I, I'm a bit A big same. effort maker. Yeah. And then I have, I have friends who are like, I'll send them on the link and I'll be like, just press, just, just click on the link and they're like, I don't know, it just brings me to the thing and I don't know, can you just send it, can you just do it for me? It's a cart. It'll come up in the top right-hand corner. It's a checkout. Just click all the buttons that you're being told to click and it'll be grand. Yeah. yeah. I'm over here working 18 hours a day. Like, come on. <laughs> Find the bloody cart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, God. If someone listening now feels like everything you're saying is just, you know, touching something where they're going, oh, God, that's me. You know, that's me. I need this. What would your advice be? to this person who's either at the start of this journey that realizes they're in the wrong place or they've got a creative block or they need help or they're listening they think your kind of approach would work for them i mean obviously Mm. they can go on your website and go sign up to your workshop or they could order a letter pod or whatever it is um but if they're even too scared to even go there is there anything you have well what advice wise yeah what i would say is uh, you could you could definitely come along to the facebook group and mm-hmm. join the group the group is oh, yeah. for free and you can come in and you it can lurk <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what i mean like you yeah. just come in and get a sense of the place and you'll see that it's a safe place and that it's you know it's well facilitated point. and that you're, mm-hmm. it's a starting point and, mm-hmm. and no investment required you know so you can come in and you, you'll get to know uh, the community the, the lay of the land and such yeah but um what I would say more more so is to um, is to listen, you know, because depending on what stage you're at in any journey, and depending on what the journey is, uh, sometimes you you might have that niggling voice that is like, you know, I'm just not living the me. I'm just not the me I want to be, or I'm not the me I know I can be, or whatever. And that's a really scary voice to listen to because. Um, in my case, it meant listening to that voice meant ending a marriage. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. Now I, that's very dramatic. You know, sometimes it can just be—it's uh, not. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. But what I'm saying is, you know, if that voice is there and you don't really know what to do with it, or even if the voice is there that says, you know, I—I was supposed to be an artist. There's an artist in me. Mm-hmm. I just. I'm either not good enough or I don't know how to draw. I didn't get a degree. I never went to art school. Anything like that. You're disqualifying yourself in some way. What I would say to you is, you know, just listen to it. Listen to the voice at least and um, find a community okay. to belong to. Mine is one, but there are there are others. Um, and just get yourself, yeah. give yourself the gift of a different world. Open, you know, because nothing is going to change if you stay in the world that is not facilitating your true no. expression. And, you know? and once you once you start opening that door to the right path, it, it's amazing how much 
else happens that keeps opening up the doors keep opening when you're on the right path that's when you know Absolutely. i suppose no, you will when you start expo like that you're, you're following a thread so when you find somebody who's who is resonating with you mm. or that you're resonating mm. with them you follow that thread and what yeah. you'll what you'll hear eventually is somebody else telling your story yeah. and that gives you that normalizes and i mm. joke sometimes but it's not really a joke that i'm here to normalize the human condition you know, which is why I don't uh, hide my meltdowns. I, I want you to see mm. that, you know, that I am, yeah. I, I, I do have meltdowns. I'm not perfect. Mm. I have, I have a friend who, you know, for years thought there was something wrong with her because she was in her shit every month until I was able to say to her, eh, so do I. And she's like, oh, I thought it was like, like, I thought there was something wrong with me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So find people who are, who are telling the truth and that will mm. uh, empower you speak uh, to find your own I think well I think that is brilliant advice to end on Amanda I loved every word I'm going to put all your details in the show notes so that anybody that's listening can get in touch Um, and uh, yeah best of luck amazing work you're doing thank you very much Stephanie and I'm delighted to have met you along the way because you're deadly oh that's so sweet thank you so much I love your sense of humor I love oh. everything about you. Like you're such an all-rounder. Like I love, you've you've got mm. such great style, oh. and you're like intelligent. You have an opinion on things, and you're funny. Oh, you know? oh so, I'm, I'm actually blushing. Thank God the lights are dimmed. <laughs> Girl, I feel. I know. Thank God we're on the radio. <laughs> I know. Oh, thank you so much, Amanda. You're you're. Um, I'm I'm so pleased I met you too. You're a gem, and I'll leave you going. That thanks a million. Bye. Thanks, Stephanie.